All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We are right here. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show. Oh, by the way, the Pizza Pig Out is tomorrow. And uh, I have a few extra tickets that uh, I'll give away. So stay tuned. If uh, you want to go, it'll be uh, two pairs of uh, two tickets to uh, come and uh, try. We have over uh, 20, I think this year, 23, 24 pizzerias. And just because it's one pizzeria, usually they come with lots of different types of pizza. And uh, this format, hey, we love the drive-in. It was great. But uh, this is one where you get to taste a lot of different pizza. And it is amazing. And uh, somebody's going to walk out of there with a signed McDavid jersey. We've got uh, lots of other stuff. So if uh, you're interested in going, it's tomorrow night, 6 to 8 at uh, Molson House. Uh, of course, uh, right in uh, Roger's Place. So uh, keep that in mind. We will uh, give it away in the 4 o'clock hour. So if you want to plan ahead, do it now because we don't like wasting tickets. So we'll do that coming up in the uh, next hour. It is the uh, Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca and coming to you live from the E-Well studio where, you know what? Next week is their grand opening on 186th Street, 116th Ave. They got all sorts of giveaways. Delicious free lunch will be there with the food truck. They've got scavenger hunt prizes. Uh, lots of giveaways. So uh, if you're in the vicinity, you want to go between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Even, yeah, you're just a listener. You're like, hey, you know what? You want to check out all the cool electrical stuff they have? Check it out. Ewell on 186th Street and 116th Avenue. Of course, all their clients and vendors, uh, you're invited. But so are the 1440 listeners. If you're looking for uh, lunch, check it out on October 19th, which is next Thursday. Uh, we welcome now in studio former... NHLer, first round selection of the Boston Bruins, 
Former uh, GM and coach, fired himself in the AJHL, Sean Brown joins us. Brownie, how you doing? <laughs> awesome, Gregor. Yeah. What an introduction. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, not many people get to fire themselves. It's pretty good, right? Like, even though if it's not true or not, it just sounds good. Fire myself, yeah. trade my son. Yeah. Hey, done it all. Yeah, that's it. Hey, no. <laughs> Hey, son, how's your day? Good. Oh, just so you know, you're being traded. What? Yeah, you're being traded. Where's oh, mom? Yeah. She's in Toronto visiting my parents. <laughs> Timing was perfect. Oh, but that was a good move, though. Like, you didn't want to be on a team. Like, that it probably was a good move for him. Like, I'm assuming he understood it. It was the best move, best thing I ever did. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's not easy. Drayton Valley is an unbelievable place. Obviously, that's where my wife's from. From a lot of great people. There. Whoa, whoa, Wendy's from Drayton Valley. She's from Drayton oh, Valley. Geez, yeah. Now yeah. It explains a few things. Yeah. Her okay. dad was the uh, town manager, so lots of connections there. Okay. Um, but you know what? Coaching your kid. Uh, I mean, you're gonna you're going through it right now. Yeah, you eleven's a little easier. Yeah, but it's fun. It's good. <laughs> yeah. But then there's a point where it's like, hey, someone's got to be able to. Someone else got to. Someone it. else has got to do it, yeah. and then for their own development too, right? I mean, they don't need dad around at that point. There's a lot of other battles. I'd rather win than, you know, some nitpicking, uh, you know, for development or hockey. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, a, a few things to discuss. By the way, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was unbelievable. It's just, I mean, life can't be better right now, right? The weather's great. <laughs> it is. You oh, know, man. the leaves changing. Yeah. Uh, we had a we had an awesome time. My whole family, we all went down to Okotoks and uh, my son's billet family invited us in, which was really nice. Um, you know, billet families are obviously the backbone of junior hockey. And, you know, he's in, he's in such a great spot with such a great family. It was so nice of him to allow us to come down there and spend some time with them and um, yeah, enjoyed it. Sounds like yours. We were talking off air there. Sound like you had a great time. Oh, it was, oh, buddy, we had a big dinner, and then we actually on my in laws side, and then on my side, we had a brunch on uh, Monday because just kind of a weird schedule. We had hockey Saturday yeah. at five, Sunday yeah. at five, and Monday at four, which is for us we never have three times ever in a row. But whatever, it was uh, it was loads of fun. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was a really good time. Lots of eating, like everyone else. Yeah, it's yeah. like an extra, there's your three pounds each yeah. each holiday. It's like three pounds here or three pounds there. It's like, gee. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You got to get on the treadmill a little bit now and uh, rock it out. Also, today, of course, uh, the NHL season, a puck drop at about a half an hour's time, and it'll be Nashville and Tampa Bay. And then you have Connor Bedard making his NHL debut tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the late game has Seattle in Vegas, and they will hoist their banner to the roof in uh, only their sixth season where they uh, win the Stanley Cup. Not bad. Uh, Vegas fans, probably a little spoiled when you consider uh, how many other fan bases have waited much longer than that. But uh, that's kind of how it goes. Order fans, hey, you were Vegas fans once because it was your fifth year in the NHL when they hoisted. Now, some of you young fans are like, what are you talking about? But that's just the truth, right? Um, Every generation of fan base doesn't always have the same success. That we know for sure. Uh, I want to start, Brownie, with the uh, uh, uncovered this stat that since the NHL went to the wild cards that we have right now, there's a minimum of five teams every year who are in the playoffs last year that are out. So if I'd ask you right now, you're picking teams who made the playoffs last year, five of them who won't be in the playoffs this year. Obviously in the Pacific, that was Vegas and Edmonton. You had L.A., you had... uh, um, Winnipeg, uh, you had Colorado, you had Dallas, you uh, had Seattle. Then, of course, in the east, there was Florida and Boston, Toronto and Tampa Bay. You had uh, the Rangers and the Devils, uh, Carolina. 
And uh, who am I missing? The Islanders. So there you go. So which of those five? If we're going off of the, and that's not even the average, that's the minimum. One year there was seven. Mm-hmm. A few other years there were six. You're picking five teams. Who's out? That's uh, that's a tough one, I think. And that's a credit to the league and the depth and how um, how competitive the league is. It's done, it's, you know, it, it's really hard to say because what teams did this year doesn't, I mean, it, everyone looks great, obviously, with the season starting right now. Everyone's equal. Um, there obviously has to be a little bit of luck uh, for teams throughout the season with injuries, uh, guys playing maybe um, above their weight class and chipping in and, you know, all those types of factors play into it. it, it that's a tough one for me to say right now. I, if I were to say one for sure, I would have to go with the Islanders. I'm not sure if they've done enough, you know. Bringing... Well, they actually did nothing mm-hmm. in the offseason. Now, I know they made changes last year because Islander fans, when I mentioned, they're like, yeah, but I'm like, Bo Horvat isn't new. He was there for 50 games last year. Yes, he's here to start the season. Maybe that helps you. But the Islanders' end of season and playoff roster, the only change, Goche is in and 21 goal scorer Zach Parise is out. That's it. And sometimes the best moves that you make are the moves you don't make, right? I, I think it does make a difference each year, right? You know, you got Ekholm, who's, you know, now with the Oilers for yeah. one whole season. You got, you know, uh, Bo Hovrat that you just talked about going to be there for one whole season. Um, I don't think you have to necessarily bring in a whole bunch of players to show that, you know, you're, um, you know, to make change just for the sake of making change. Obviously, I mean, Lou Lamorello has been around this game a long time. If anyone has their finger on the pulse, it's Lou Lamorello. So he obviously likes what he sees. Um, but, you know, I, it, you know, going back to your original question, I, I, right now I think, you know, with, with the parity throughout the league and the competition and just to get there, so many things, so many factors have to play into to why you even get there. And, you know, with guys being healthy, goaltending, I mean, that's why we're so excited, I think, with the Edmonton Oilers right now is because they got two of the best players in the NHL. Um, you got uh, Stuart Skinner coming off of a great season. He's young. Uh, and now you got Campbell playing, you know, with confidence and having a, a great camp. I see no reason why he's not just going to carry that right into the season. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a tandem, you know, uh, for the Oilers, you know, to have success, I think, in that. Um, they got some depth. They got, you know, so, um, you know, but there's a lot of other teams right now that are sitting in a pretty good situation too. I, I think all the chatter and all the excitement that I like right now is, you know, we, t- we hear about, you know, obviously the Oilers being a, a front runner to win the Stanley Cup. You got the Leafs, uh, you got Carolina. It's amazing how many teams are in the mix to make a run, but only one team is going to win. Right. Yeah. So Colorado, it, Dallas, yeah. Vegas, you know, I don't know if you can count out Tampa Bay just yet. Um, you know, if they get through the first two months and Vasilevsky doesn't have to play as much and he comes back health, that might actually benefit them uh, a little bit. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not counting out no. Tampa Bay at all. Once you've won, like teams that have won like Tampa Bay, once you've won and you know what it takes to win and you have those veteran core guys there, they're always going to be dangerous, right? That's why L.A. with Kopitar and some of the guys that they have, they just, you know, you can't, that experience that we to talk about quite often that the Oilers were lacking, but have now, um, you know, it, it goes a long way as you're during a regular season, and especially in the playoff run when it's uh, it's a grind and they know how to handle the highs and lows and how to take care of themselves and they know what to expect. John Brown joins us. 
So you had the Islanders. That's only one. You need like four <laughs> more here, dude. Right? Like, what the hell's going on yeah, here? Yeah, you know. Come on. That's why yeah. hey, it's not easy. Okay, so uh, in the West, who's in the West that's out? Well, I, I say Vancouver. They weren't. They, so yeah. they're coming in? Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, so no. I, I think they're going to have a better season. I mean, I like the... I like Talkett as a coach, and I think the way he played the game, and I'm assuming the way he would coach is going to bring out the best of them um, in the West. Seattle, Winnipeg, Edmonton, yeah. L.A., Dallas, Colorado, yeah, Vegas. I, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say maybe Winnipeg. I, I just I'm not sure with the way the season ended last year with the coach and the dynamics of that team. Well, how he called them out in the playoffs. How he called them out, you know. It, does that have an effect going into this year? Uh, I, I know that they got rid of their captain, Blake Wheeler. Uh, you know, and that sounds like that was um, addition by subtraction. There's a lot of people that just felt like it was time for him to go. I think so. So I'm interested with, you know, those two guys signing, because uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think, I, I wasn't expecting that. No, no. Uh, Hellebuck and Scheifele, like that's huge news for the Jets. I yeah. think that helps them a bit because the psyche of their team now, oh. they don't have to worry, man, what if we're in the race in February and these guys aren't signed and, you know, like we're two points in a playoff spot. Are they going to trade them? So I think that that eliminates a lot of the questions and now they just focus on the coach says, guys, we know who our star guys are. Let's go. And and, th- and those guys, it might be easier for them to present a message because yeah. the the younger players or other veterans are like, okay, but these guys are committed, so I got to be committed. Absolutely, um, but they're a tough one too. I I, I just I, I wonder with the dynamics with the coach and calling them out, are they over that? How's the locker room? I do like the fact that you know their goaltending, they have the same setup, very similar to um, the Oilers with Brassois. Um, backing him up, obviously, with his run and what he did in Vegas last year is going to only, you know, help him and his confidence. And I think that's just a great combination. Um, but I'm just, if I were to pick anyone in the West, I think I would go with Winnipeg. Okay. I do want to get to this text. Hey, fellas, love the show. It may be just be the Oiler fan DNA to get behind a borderline player like Yamamoto, Pugliarvi, and so on. Lavoie is not proven. has had a lot of the same projected potential as previous mentioned. We'll eventually get behind a player that blossoms into a star and not look foolish from Wally. Because <laughs> I was amazed by the amount of anger from some people online, although maybe I shouldn't be. It's online and everybody likes to be either. I don't know if they're that mad in life or is it's only the really negative people who like to post all their thoughts online. But um, I, like Lavoie is yet to play an NHL game. And people were acting like they just gave up on the best prospect that the orders have had in the organization in 10 years. It was crazy. And then no one picked him up, which we talked about last week. I thought, having talked to those scouts, they were like, eh, you know what? The, the majority of the scouts I talked to said he didn't think he'd get claimed. And he didn't. And actually, I think it's a better thing for Lavoie because, of course, no, it's not better for him financially, no question. Right? Um, he would love to be in the NHL. Every player would. They don't dream of, hey, I want to play in the American League. They all dream about, I want to play in the NHL. But he's had 40 good AHL games, Brownie. 40. Other than that, he hadn't really done much in the American Hockey League. So now he has an opportunity to show it all year long. If he has a good first 25 games, injuries are going to occur. The, the orders played had 27, just keep this number, 27 skaters who played at least 10 games last year. 27. So you know what? If Lavoie plays well, he'll get some chances this year. And if he gets in the NHL this year, all of a sudden now he's an NHL player. And that changes how other organizations view you if you are on waivers again. 
and, and so on. So I don't think this is the worst thing for him. And I don't think it's the worst thing for the organization because I think he's got a better chance to keep developing there than he would play in eight minutes a night here. I think it's a great thing for the organization to have the depth where, you know, they can send guys down there. And I think, of course, as a young hockey player, you're not, your dream isn't to be in the American Hockey League and you want to be in the NHL. Absolutely. Um, but I agree with you. I think it is a good thing for him to go down there and play and be in a ton of situations. Um, for sure, he's going to get back up here this year. I mean, there's going to be injuries throughout the season that's going to bring him back. Um, but there's that's a good spot for him to be. I think if he go, can go down there, he's obviously going to play a lot of minutes. I think if he can round out his game and maybe get into some situations defensively, whether it's on the PK or you know, taking certain face-offs uh, in the defensive zone or even in the offensive zone where he's going to be counted on. I mean, all that type of, I mean, he's got the offensive skill and the ability. So if he can round out his game defensively defensively, and round, uh, be reliable uh, so that he can show another side, because how he's going to, and we've talked about this before with, you know, young players coming into the league, Dylan Holloway, you know, how they're going to play this year, their role is not going to be necessarily their role in three or four years. But, you know, when you're coming into a competitive team and a Stanley Cup contending team, they're going to have to adjust their game. And that's what the good players do. So he's going to, him and along with uh, with a number of other younger players in the NHL or on the Oilers right now are going to have to grind it out and show another side. And so if he can, if he can develop that, at the uh, American Hockey League level, he's for sure going to get up here, and and who knows, he you know where you start doesn't necessarily mean where you're going to end. Hundred uh, percent. We'll return. Dave McCarthy will uh, join us as the NHL season is officially about uh, fifteen to eighteen minutes away. We never know exactly because it's the NHL. You have no idea when they actually start the games. But uh, we'll return with Dave McCarthy on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We roll through a Tuesday afternoon on Sports 1440. It's the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Also coming to you live at Oilers Nation YouTube. Hello to everybody watching online today. Uh, con man is out. Brandon Douglas is uh, filling in admirably today for uh, the con man. Oh, jeez. Might have been another tough weekend for him in fantasy. Maybe that's why he's sick. Well, we'll have to find out uh, the truth. But uh, either way, actually, he never really... This might be the first time in, that I can remember the con man calling in sick. So he must be... Uh, might have got the black lung. <coughs> so we'll see how it goes. Now, let's get to around the NHL because the NHL is officially starting today. Brought to you by McDonald's. You know, you know what else is back? Not only the NHL. Monopoly is back at McDonald's and you can double play McDonald's with more ways to win millions of prizes for a limited time. See all the rules at mcdpromotion.ca mcdpromotion.ca as uh, Dave McCarthy from uh, Sirius XM, our uh, regular Tuesday guest at this time uh, joins us. Uh, Davey, how you doing? I'm just glad the preseason is done, fellas. I mean, holy cow, did that ever drag? Oh, on. dude, and, it's a word. And it wasn't it wasn't just me saying it. Like, I'm not going to go on a rant here because nobody cares what I have to say. Well, I hope they do, but you shouldn't. It's when folks like Austin Matthews and Sheldon Keefe and DJ Smith, they start saying it. Then that's when I'm going to be like, you know what? Okay, there's something here. We need to tighten this up next year. Well, it's funny. Those two organizations, the Oilers, Flames, Eight preseason games. You don't really hear it from teams who play six. Why? Because six is sane. Eight is ludicrous. So uh, hopefully it changes in the future. It will be nice. Uh, The NHL. Hey, they love mandating things, Dave. Maybe just mandate only six preseason games. 
Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way you can lose doing that. <laughs> no one is going to say, I need two more preseason games. The the NHLPA is never going to argue that, you know what, we're not playing enough preseason games here where guys uh, are put in harm's way and aren't really actually getting paid. No one's going to argue against that. And then we get straight to, to meaningful hockey or at least – to meaningful hockey uh, sooner than we did this year, uh, I'd be all in for in favor of that. And I think when you start to hear guys um, whose names matter in the league start to bring it up a little bit more frequently, I think that's when change is more likely to occur. Rather than guys like you and I going on here, that's probably not going to facilitate change. Uh, David, a reminder today, the NHL, I think they made a bad decision because of uh, and not just for pride. Pride's one factor that's obviously negative. Uh, the fact that the you know the uh, the military nights, the uh, hockey uh, fights cancer, the Willie O'Ree nights that they've had, none of that's uh, going to be the same moving forward. And I really, I, I don't understand why it's it's such an issue where they have to cancel everything. I I, I just think this is a bad decision. Connor McDavid spoke about it today. Um, he says, "Hey, that's how it is now. I really hope that in the future." It changes because it does. Like, I don't see how this is a positive in any way for the NHL across the spectrum. No, it is It is a surprising uh, decree, I think would be the word, um, that, that Pride Tape is banned. I mean, I, I talked to Brad Trey Living today. He said, uh, said our organization here in Toronto is going to continue um, to support uh, that cause and the people within that community, um, if it's not within uh, the context of a warm-up wearing pride tape, you know that that may be may be one thing, but it's not going to prevent people from uh, from supporting communities who require support. Um, who want to do the right thing. It's just unfortunately you can't do it within the context of the game now. You know, it's going to be interesting. There, there are enough players in the game that, that have the ability to do so where they could come out and say, well, it's not banned for me. And then the follow-up question would be, well, what do you mean it's not? Yes, it is. Says, well, no, no, it's not because I've got 50 sheets in the bank and I'm going to continue to do it. And mm-hmm. then if you want to find me, so be it. Go ahead. Uh, we'll see how that goes over. Um, that's within certain players, not everybody, but certain players' power to do that. And, and that would be really interesting to see because I, I think, quite honestly, if, if you want to use the pride tape, um, you should be allowed to do it because you are – in a position where you're choosing to support something that that matters to you, just as the same as somebody who may not want to support the the community for whatever the reason is is obviously free to to, to not support those who who want to should be free to. And I I did like what Craig Button suggested on Twitter earlier today. Well, you may not have to use rainbow tape, but why can't you use like a, a third of red and a third of green and a third of blue on your on your stick uh, blade and well i didn't didn't use rainbow tape but i think the still the same message still gets across yeah no that's uh, totally fair dave mccarthy joins us uh dave uh, puck drop on the opening game of the 23 24 season nashville and tampa bay uh no vasilevsky uh, uh tampa did claim a, a young goalie out of colorado and so they're gonna go with some youth uh, they feel they've got some young guys that can get them through for the uh, the first two months of the season and I look at the, then you have of course Connor Bedard making his debut against uh, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins who have added Eric Carlson. Uh, then Vegas will uh, raise the banner um, and probably I don't know if you've seen their rings. Oh my goodness, they're crazy. But when I I, I want to get to 
Tampa and Pittsburgh. And, you know, obviously teams that have won multiple Stanley Cups here in the last eight years. Pittsburgh's obviously the older of the two organizations right now and farther away from championships. But what do you make of those two organizations specifically this year? And, you know, I guess get, start with Tampa and then tell me what you're expecting from Pittsburgh. Well, I think Tampa is absolutely in a position to make a playoff spot. Um, would they be my pick to come out of the Eastern Conference like they have been over the last number of years this year? No, they wouldn't be. Um, and it's not because Andre Vasilevsky isn't starting the season. That's going to make it more difficult for them in the early going. They're going to have to try to find a way to stay within the conversation by the time Vasilevsky gets back. But beyond that, uh, I don't really like the look of the bottom of their roster up front, and I don't like the the look of their D as much as I did when they were going to Stanley Cup Finals and winning Stanley Cups. Like losing Ryan McDonough is a big loss for them, um, and certainly maybe not so much the player that he is today. A lot of mileage, but back then, I mean, you could have Victor Hedman or Ryan McDonough on the ice for essentially half the game each. I mean, that was really turning the tables. And then you had Mikhail Sergachev. That, that's a deep blue line. So they've lost a lot of a lot of guys on that back end. They've lost a lot of guys on their third and fourth line that were difference makers, right? Like the, the Gourds, Coleman's, and Gaudreau's are long gone. Um, Patty Maroon, Corey Perry, uh, they had a big impact on that team. So now you've brought younger guys in that you are looking to make some sort of a contribution. Uh, but you're asking a lot right now. And, and the, the beauty of Tampa Bay in the past was that if their off guys ever had an off night, um, their top guys, I should say, ever had a, an off night, um, it seemed like you were going to be able to get contributions from somebody else in the lineup. Now, it pretty well has to be a case where your top guys are on every night or you may be in real tough, tough shape. So um, I think they could make a playoff spot, but they're not my pick to come out of the East. Same thing for Pittsburgh. Um, I think they should be in in a conversation for a playoff spot. That's why they went out and they did what they did in the offseason. Bringing in Eric Carlson, obviously, was the piece de resistance. But, look, bringing in Riley Smith, quality player uh, that can fit in on one of the top two lines, that'll help. You have Gensel and Riley Smith on your top two lines. You're in good shape on the, on the left. You got Crosby and Malkin up the middle. You're in good shape up the middle. Um, I, I, I do like the fact that they brought in Nola Chari. Uh, I do like the fact that they brought in Matt Nieto. There's a couple of guys there that I think can make an impact uh, down the lineup. So I thought Kyle Dubas did a pretty good job of correcting an issue that I'm afraid Tampa, for instance, has this year. Um, after your top two lines, there's not much there. That was Pittsburgh's issue last year. Because Crosby and Malkin, they had unbelievable years. Gensel, unbelievable years. They still missed the playoffs. Why? because they didn't get anything else from down their lineup. But I think the bottom of their lineup is in better shape. Now, that said, the Metro is going to be difficult to make the playoffs in because I think Carolina is in. I think the Devils are in for sure. I think the Rangers should be in. And then after that, they're kind of in that mix of teams like Columbus and and the Islanders and Pittsburgh and, and maybe Washington to an extent, all battling for that fourth spot and hopefully a wild card spot. Dave, with... There being a couple uh, junior connections out there, one being in Edmonton here, you got uh, Brown and McDavid who played junior together. You got McKinnon and Druan in Colorado. Is what what is there a combination or is there a, is one group do you think will have more success than the other? Well, it's interesting. My my early pick, if I had to pick between those two pairings, 
um, would be Connor McDavid and Connor Brown to have success. Why? Because I think Connor Brown has had a better National Hockey League career, quite frankly, than Jonathan Druma has to this point. Now, I know Connor's coming off what was a pretty significant injury, um, having torn his ACL, but he's been skating since April um, and going through his rehab, and he, he looks to be 100% now, and he's had success with Connor McDavid here early in the preseason. And he's really a, a Swiss Army knife type of player like even if he's not scoring he's doing other things to help your team he's very efficient he's reliable he gets pucks out doesn't put himself in bad positions a lot of the time Um, I'm still not sure at this point in his career if Jonathan Druna isn't scoring what else is he bringing your team right Um, I, I don't have that same level of assurance as I do with Connor Brown so Look, I think you put anybody beside Nathan McKinnon, Sean is probably going to help them look pretty good. So he's got a real opportunity now to to essentially Jonathan Durant um, uh, rekindle his NHL career because the last number of years he really hasn't been any good at all. Now, for a number of different circumstances and some difficulties that he's had to work through, and you know we're all behind him. So he's in a good spot to do so. But um, if you're looking for a sure thing, Man, I think Connor Brown is going to fit in like gold on a line with with Connor McDavid. Yeah, I would uh, I would think so. Since the uh, NHL went to this format, Dave, of uh, you know the uh, wild card format as we know it, every year there's five teams at least. Some years there's been six or seven, at least five who made the playoffs last year who don't make it this year. Now, when I made my picks before, I didn't know the stat. And I had four. I had uh, Winnipeg, Seattle, Boston, and the Islanders out. I had uh, Pittsburgh in. I had Buffalo in. I had Calgary and Vancouver in. Now I'm like, man, I missed the boat. I should have picked someone else. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick five teams for sure that are going to miss, who would your five be? That's a really, really good question. Because we always sit here at this time of the year, right, and say, oh, well, I like this Buffalo team or, oh, I like this Ottawa team. Yeah, but how are they going to get in? Like, who's coming out? And then then teams do, right? Injuries, underperformance, what have you. Um, In terms of teams that I think are going to miss this year that were in last year, um, I think the Islanders are really ripe to miss. Um, I'm not convinced that they're going to get back in. Um, You know, you look at uh, teams in the Atlantic division that made it in last year, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Boston. I'm going to pick that all of those teams are going to get in. Um, So with that being said, I think Florida could miss. I think they're a bubble team. I think they're vulnerable to get knocked out by a team like Ottawa or Buffalo to get in. And look, Tampa certainly could be one if they get off to a poor start. Um, There is some question there for sure. So I don't know if I'm going to include them in my five. Uh, I think Winnipeg could come out in uh, in the Western Conference because they really were inconsistent last year, right? They got off to a really good start. And then only because they built themselves such a, uh, such a cushion did they find a way to sneak in. But they were no good in the second half um, at all. Um, so I think they could, uh, they could miss. Remind me again who got into the Pacific. Edmonton got in. Seattle got in. L.A. and Vegas. L.A. and Vegas. See, like, I don't think Vegas or L.A. is coming out. Um, I really don't. In the central, uh, Colorado, Dallas, I think they're in. Uh, the third team in that Mini. division that got many, I think Minnesota is vulnerable to an extent um, from a team like maybe Nashville, 
finding their way into the equation. So uh, I think Minnesota uh, could be vulnerable. I think Winnipeg, I think the Islanders, uh, potentially, potentially Tampa Bay and and Florida, I think, uh, are, is really vulnerable to come out. Maybe. Florida, you know what? It's funny. Um, when you look at teams that made it to the Stanley Cup final and didn't make the playoffs last year, uh, recent memory, the Montreal Canadiens uh, did in Dallas. So it is, uh, it's not unheard of to see a team go all the way to the Cup final and boom, stub their toe the, uh, the following year. So we'll see how it goes. Dave, always good to catch up with you, my man. Enjoy the uh, season, and uh, we will chat with you uh, on your show on Sunday and right here next Tuesday. Awesome. See you, boys. That's uh, Dave McCarthy from Sirius XM. We've got a lot of. T- We've had a few people picking Dallas. Bold. Picking the Stars to miss the playoffs. Hey, you know what? Who would have picked last season? Right? Like every year, there's a few surprise teams that you think, oh, yeah, they're a lock to make the playoffs. And they stub their toe. That's just how it works every year. Minimum five teams. So would you be shocked if Minnesota was? Like, I'll be honest. Dallas would shock me. If Dallas doesn't make the playoffs, I'd be like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Minnesota, I'd be like, oh, okay, I can see it. You're, you got $14.7 million in dead calf space. I think that can catch up to you after a while. Winnipeg wouldn't shock me. Seattle wouldn't shock me. Edmonton would shock me. Vegas would shock me. L.A., yeah, their goaltending makes them susceptible in my books. Islanders definitely wouldn't shock me. I didn't pick them to make it. Florida wouldn't shock me, although I picked them in. Boston wouldn't shock me at all. Man, that's a lot to lose on that team. It's a lot to lose, Brownie. Like, I know they got Pasnack and Marshawn, but they don't have any centers. Like Charlie Coyle is probably a really good third-line center. He's their number one center right now. Mm-hmm. Pavel Zaka. Like, it's, you can make some argument. Like, obviously, if Toronto missed, I would be surprised. But what if Samsonov gets hurt early on? You never know. Like, there's lots of things that can happen that can derail a team. That's exactly it, is, is the injuries. Who can stay healthy? But, you know, when you, when you talk about the playoffs and the grind and what it takes to get there, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I, like, you look at, I, I always enjoy when the playoffs are over and then they talk about the injuries and what guys played through, and it's just incredible. Right. And I think that plays into a big factor into, you know, when guys can get healthy, when they can start training. I think it it obviously takes a lot out of a guy to, you know, especially when they make multiple runs at it. Yeah. So, you know, if Florida didn't make it, I mean, would that surprise you? You look at what Kachuk, what did he play? He he had a pretty serious injury. In the playoffs, yeah. In the playoffs. Tried to gut it out. Tried to gut it out. You know, so, um, yeah, it's, you know, for guys, just because you get there, in this league, there's just no guarantee with how competitive the league is, and we're you know, and the fact that everyone makes moves and everyone, you know, has you know, there's quite a few teams right now that have an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. And Ekblad's out to start, Montour's out to start, so those are some pretty big blows. We'll take a quick break. We got lots of text to get to in our Jiffy Lube inbox eight three three four zero one. 1440. It's the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Oh, man. The song used to be number one in Drayton Valley. Brownie's uh, voicing it loud right now. He loves it. Singing it out loud. One of Wendy's favorites, eh? You know what? <laughs> I don't know. She's probably listening uh, right now. Yeah, well, she was yeah. singing. She wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. She was singing. It's good. Uh, a lot of text to get to. It is the Jason Greger Show. I'm Jason Greger alongside uh, Sean Brown. Brown and Douglas in for uh, Connor Halley. Today, the NHL season has begun. Any bets on who scored the first goal of the season? From a familiar spot, a player that has scored quite a bit the last few years, Nikita Kucherov rips one home. Um, so if you had uh, Kucherov on your bingo card for our first goal of the year, good for you because uh, he's got it. Uh, Victor Hedman and uh, Braden Point with the assists. Tampa's been all over the Preds 12 to 2. I know there was a lot of people, you know, and hey, we had a lot of texters picking Tampa to miss. And I know it's only one period, but I was like, I am not picking Tampa Bay to miss the playoffs. There's no chance. They got too much talent. I think I got too much pride. Brownie, you talked about it, something about knowing how to win. I think honestly, those guys look and be like, all right, no Vasilevsky. That might, they might sharpen things up a little bit, not having the best goalie in the league to just rely on because there were games last year where he, he saved their bacon, no question. And so, um, this might help them on a multiple fronts and they've had one of their longer off seasons in quite some time. Those guys must feel fresh. Exactly. We talked about the grind of a long playoff series and the fact that these guys have had a little bit of time off to kind of, you know, rejuvenate, get their bodies back to where they need it to be. Um, they're dangerous. They, they got a lot of skill and they, they've won. They got guys, you know, you got a guy that's going to be highly motivated this year and Steven Stamp goes. He wants a deal. He wants to stay there. He, he's got something to prove. Um, he's coming off an, another good season last year. So, yeah, they're a dangerous team and, you know, they're well coached. Uh, and like you said, I mean, sometimes uh, a wounded animal is the most dangerous animal. And with their top goalie out, there's going to be a real sense of pride as a team, I think, to play as a group, good, solid defensive hockey, which they're capable of doing. Yeah, and they can score. Brian's five teams, Tampa, Seattle, the Islanders, L.A., and Minnesota. Interesting. L.A., like Tampa Bay to me, if they miss the playoffs, I'll be shocked. Anything can happen, but I would be shocked if it's Tampa Bay. The Islanders, not shocked. Minnesota, not shocked. Seattle, not shocked. L.A., moderately Shocked, I guess, would be my reaction uh, to that. Hey, guys, I think injuries will play a big factor for certain teams. Vegas, Aiden Hill, back to reality. They're out. I don't care who else from Dan. (laughs) 
well, Dan, you could be right, right? Like it's, but here's the thing about goalies, like Aiden Hill back to earth or is now as Aiden Hill just kind of had his coming out party and we see lots of goalies, 25, 26, 27, all of a sudden emerge. Um, but you do it once. That's one thing to do it again. And that's what makes the great players great is they find the consistency to do it. And when you're a goaltender, you know the other teams now. They, you know, they watch Aiden Hill probably even closer. They drill down even more, and they try to find some deficiencies. He's still got a pretty good team defense in front of him. That's a big advantage he has. So Vegas missing would like for them to go no playoffs, win the cup, no playoffs. God, I'd have to look at when is the last team that did that. Now Carolina, maybe Carolina used to be the team they'd go to the Final Four, miss the playoffs, go to the Cup. Miss the playoffs. Go to the final four. Miss the playoffs. But usually there's a year or two in between. So that's a good one. I'm not sure. I can't. I'm trying to think the last team that uh, that did that. So uh, we'll see. Hey, Greg's. Uh, will you buy a Maple Leafs jersey? I hope so. From Steve, the Maple Leafs fan. I will say this, Steve. I'm not a huge jersey guy. However, it is my family. So, and I would buy the blue one. That's got the, the the leaf in front of it. I do like that one. Now, would I wear it a lot? No, but I would have it. So for the few times a year, I would wear it. That's a great jersey. It is a nice jersey. Yeah, yeah. My my son actually he really likes their black and blue one um, because it's reversible, and when you turn it inside out, it's black and yellow. Oh. So I didn't even know that was a thing, but they have one. He's like, no, daddy shows me online and here it is. And, and so, uh, you know, he's already looked, that's what he would like. Yeah. So, you know, he's getting one for Christmas. Oh, well, yeah, he would. Yeah. But I would tell him his, his cousin will be buying him that one. I said, Hey, I bought the, the sharks ones. I think you can step up and get your cousin, uh, uh, this one. So we'll, uh, we'll have to negotiate that. We'll see. But, uh, I will say this. I am, uh, I'm very excited for the early starts because San Jose, like their games didn't start till eight 40. Edmonton time. It was brutal. I hated it. So uh, this way, uh, it's a lot earlier. So from selfish reasons, uh, I like it better. I'm excited, too, to kind of follow his career or his journey here through Toronto. Just being from there and the passion and the fan base there just lives and breathes and dies with the Leafs. No, I get very similar, obviously, to Edmonton here. But when I talk to my family members and friends back home... It is a noticeable difference in their attitude when the Leafs, <laughs> if the Leafs lose. Oh, yeah. You People get, that, hey, yeah. Oh, they get, you know what, though? But that's what makes the diehard sports fans so great. They listen to the station all the time. They love yeah. talking about it. They, you know, a, a win or a lose can impact how they feel the next day. <laughs> they don't want to admit it, but it's true. Yeah. Right? Like, I trust yeah. me, I've seen Connor in here for the last many years on a Monday after another Chargers terrible performance. Right, like Struddy, I always question if he's a real fan because he didn't really seem to care that much, because or maybe just got used to the Giants sucking. But um, cons, what you could tell, like when they'd have one of their typical Charger games where they'd be in the lead and then they blow it in the last four minutes because their coach tries another ridiculous play call, he'd be losing his mind still the next day. Right, he'd be. And Connor's a pretty calm guy, mm-hmm. but it could easily fire him up. So. Hockey fans, they have 82 games. So the roller coaster is a little like, you know, it's once a week in football. Yep. But in hockey, it's like, yeah, they won two. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, Oiler fans, oh, great. Gave up a goal in the first shot of the game. <laughs> right? Former Oiler scored against us, and they're just fired right up. Yeah. Especially now being a fan and going to games, and, you know, we have a great alumni. We have a nice alumni room. And, you know, 
when you're playing, you're just obviously not aware of the conversations and things that are being said. Um, but like I said, now, you know, going in and being a part of it and looking at it like a fan and hearing the chatter is is incredible. Do you ever sit in the crowd, like in the seats? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our alumni seats are mixed in. Okay. Um, like, do you get a chuckle? Because there's always, depends on where you're at. There's certain people in certain sections. Because, like, I'm not, when I sit in the crowd, I'm not a fan, right? Like, I go there, I watch it, I enjoy it. Like, my son gets fired up, and I just don't. But I am very entertained by people around. Like, cause you can literally in one section, you're going to have like the eight different type of fans you would expect, right? Like there's the one fan who, and I like to call them the no clue fan. Like they complain about everything, but they don't have no clue, but they just complain all the time. Oh, this guy sucks. And he's, and they just, I'm just like, dude, do you even like the game? Right. Then there's the, uh, there's always like the one fan who's quiet and then it's just one play and they're beside themselves. And I love those fans. Like, they don't say anything, and all of a sudden, something, and they're just fired right up. Then you have the super positive fan. Doesn't matter. Hey, good job, buddy. Like, they're loving everything. So you need the combination. And then there's usually, like, a good chirper somewhere in your section a little bit who's got a few little barbs that, you know, make you laugh about whatever. So I enjoy it because I don't get to sit in the crowd very often, but I absolutely love it. Now, uh, you know, when I have my son around, I'm really hoping there's not many F-bombs, and thankfully there's not in our section. But, you know, I'm sure he's probably heard one or two, but you know, I always try to teach him, hey, you don't need to do that. But yeah. I do like the the different type of fans, and usually within one section you'll get five or six. Well, what about the fan that comes in the opposing team's jersey? <laughs> I've, always, <laughs> I've always felt sorry for that guy because I'm the same way. I, I, I love the game, and yeah. I love watching the game. I love watching both teams and their tactics and the skill. And, you know, I really appreciate, you know, the playmaking and just the speed in which they're able to play at now is just incredible. Um, and like you said, when you're, when you're sitting there with the fans and, you know, the, the amount of banter back and forth and then for the guy that wears the opposing team yeah. jersey and you know he starts clapping and the abuse and the language that's used you know towards that guy and and you know I've never seen a situation where anyone's actually got into it but I've always kind of to me it's right on the line whether you would or you wouldn't you know and it was always funny when when you were playing you would always kind of you know especially on a, a Saturday night hockey night in Canada a little bit of a later game, you know, you'd be playing and then you could tell up above that something was going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Right? Everyone would be standing up. You knew there was a fight or something in the stands and you're like, hey, don't look, don't look, focus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it gets, it gets crazy. Dude, Saturday nights, like, so uh, one of my buddies is a security guard at the arena for many years and he, like, Saturday night games, he actually said Saturday versus Vancouver were the worst. Like they would Vancouver, have not Calgary. That Cal, the last few years have been more Vancouver mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, usually Cal, but at almost any Saturday night, like you could play Arizona on a Saturday night because there's just there's a few more people that have a few more beverages yeah. and make a few more bad decisions. <laughs> right? And that's what happened. Now keep in mind, you know, there's eighteen thousand five hundred people. You might only have you know ten who make. Bad decisions. So that's a real small percentage. The average fan is great. So I want to make that abundantly clear. The average fan is, uh, is, uh, is great. So I don't worry about the small ones. But he would say on a Saturday, like sometimes you would have 10 to 12 ejections from the crowd. 
Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I could imagine. I mean, just you get that, you get that alcohol flowing and you get that banter and you get someone that just has obviously had too much and it's on. Yeah. Right. And like you said, I mean, you bring your young son there. Like, it's amazing that people forget what's actually around them. You know, there's young kids, there's, there's women, you know, but it's like when people are in hey, here. Let's just say one thing. Some of the worst uh, potty mouths are the ladies in the crowd. Just want to point that out. They can drop the F-bombs just as quick as anyone else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, there's no shortage of enthusiasm in the stands. And getting back to, like, you know, you as a player, you got no idea that this is going on. Hey, Brownie, your family must have been really sad for the past 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yeah. a tough run for the Leaf fans, eh? Since 67. They had a little bit of a run there in the 90s, right? Went to the conference final a few times. Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of disappointment and frustration. Order fans, it's closing in on 30 years. Yeah. Well, it's actually, no, what am I saying? It's 33, coming up on 34. I don't get, I don't know where the deep love comes from being a Leafs fan because they've never really had a ton of success other than that. Which is what you grew up with, I think. Exactly. You know, my dad being a Leaf fan, you know, obviously has a lot to do with that. But it's amazing how I have nothing against Montreal. Um, I've enjoyed some of the players that have played there. But there's something about being a Leaf fan and not liking Montreal. This is, there's a block. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like order fans in Calgary for the most, yeah. like the real, any, any order fan who, who would say I was cheering for Calgary in 04, most other order fans are like, I can't be friends with you anymore. Yeah. Like there's just certain things you don't do. And that was one of them. Let's get to a sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. No overtime charges, furnace repair, or maintenance. Do it now at legacyheating.ca. Here's Brandon Douglas. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 